Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 269. Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Award-winning author and designer Dwight Knowlton has done it again. His book, The Greatest Race, is now available. The Greatest Race is the story of Sir Sterling Moss's epic and record-crushing win of the 1955 Mille Miglia in the Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR. In collaboration with Sir Sterling Moss himself, Dwight has created a wonderful children's book from this epic race as a follow-up to his best-selling book, The Little Red Racing Car. I have my own copy of The Greatest Race, and I can tell you, this kid's impressed. Like his previous book, this one is printed in the USA. Check out Dwight's Carpe Viem brand, where you can find both of his books, shirts, and more that embrace his seize-the-road philosophy. Enjoy Carpe Viem at carpegear.com, and be sure to sign up for his newsletter while you're at his website. That's carpegear.com, C-A-R-P-E gear.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Colleen Boyle. Colleen, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. All right. Colleen Boyle has been the president of T3RG Motorcycle Schools since 2003. T3RG is recognized by the Motorcycle Safety Foundation for innovations in delivery of their MSF curriculum. Colleen's program provides a positive learning experience and encourages the goal of being a lifelong learner while having fun while riding motorcycles. She serves as the board member on the Motorcycle Operator Safety Program and has participated in two National Highway Transportation Safety Association assessment reviews and is a member of the Colorado State State Motorcycle Safety Administrator Conferences. Colleen, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your career and your passion for helping motorcycle riders be safer on the road. Yes, I'd love to. The thing for me in my work life has always been, what is it that I can do that will make whatever's going on here better for everybody? Mm -hmm. So when I was a consultant facilitating board retreats and doing organizational development, we were really trying to work, get everyone to work together like grown-ups and (laughs) move together toward a purpose that is shared by the group. And so that kind of approach has had me always looking for, well, look out and see what's missing here. Could I bring that forward or is there someone else on the team that might be able to bring out what we're needing, what we're missing? And Mm -hmm. so when we started, uh, my husband and I started this business together, we wanted to do something together. We had been Well, we are each other's third spouse, so we've had a history, which is kind of like my checkered resume, my past. I've done a lot of different things. And, um, you know, understanding that there are ways that you can focus your life so that you can create something for someone else. And there are ways you can organize your life so you can create something for yourself. We both learned early on that we would rather take the risk and try to organize something for ourselves. And so we decided to start this business 
really at his urging. He's the one that did the due diligence and did a lot of research and told me, sit down, Colleen, I want you just to listen to this. Don't <laughs> say anything until I have finished. Because it was as far from what we were doing previously as you could get yeah. on the surface. However, when I started getting into it, what I realized is what we're doing in teaching people to ride motorcycles is facilitating their heart's desire. Mm, Nobody yes. really needs two wheels. Most of the time, they've got other modes of transportation. Mm -hmm. There's something about wanting to ride a motorcycle that is going to give them back a part of themselves that they've lost or that they haven't been able to feel for a while or something they've always wanted to do and a circumstance ha happened in their life that they st stood back and went, you know what, this really is my real life. Mm. What am I waiting for? Let's, let's get on with it. Yeah. Um, so because I started seeing quickly that people were wanting to learn to ride motorcycles, and when they called the office to ask questions, what I was hearing and tapping into was that part of ex their excitement that they would willingly share with me, I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> or, or someone who would say, you know, years ago I rode and then I stopped riding and I became a real responsible father and husband and now the life insurance policies paid off and so my wife said okay honey go ahead and yeah. go out and get a bike there are lots and lots of different reasons there are as many different reasons for people to start to ride a motorcycle as there are people but what we try to do at t3rg and the thing that really fuels me is understanding that the power in the motorcycle is going to bring them a thrill but what they actually end up with is being empowered personally as mm. the rider and they take that forward into the rest of their life oh, that's an exciting thing that's yeah. really exciting yeah i love that and being a rider myself i rode as a kid dirt bikes and didn't ride on the street when i was a kid but plenty of time out in the dirt and the sand and beaches down in mexico and then got back into it later in life and luckily they have a rider program here i don't think it's as extensive as what you do but so so important so i love the aspect of why you're doing what you're doing as well as what you're doing. And we'll get into a little bit more of that as we move through the questions here. But I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's something that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Colleen, I usually say take the wheel. I'm going to say take the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> take the handlebars. Okay. I've thought about this a lot. And the one that continues to drive me and is part of the way I live and breathe every day is from Helen Keller. Mm. Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer than outright exposure. <laughs> Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. Wow. Well, very strong words from a very strong woman. How have you incorporated that into what you're doing with teaching people to be safer riders? Well, I would have to say that the the way that drives and how it shows up in our business is that T3RG through the years has looked for elements of training that were not being offered in Colorado. So we contacted Lee Parks and asked him if we could become licensed to teach his Total control, control Advanced Writing Clinics, which we've been doing since 2006, mm -hmm. which is a kind of training that is not basic by any means. But the thing that was happening is I was seeing that people would take a class. It would be on a parking lot. They would be on a very small bike. And then they would look out on the street and think, wait a minute, what am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. So there are steps 
that most people learn in increments. And we started looking for uh, courses or exercises or ways that we could deliver more than what was currently being delivered in an environment where people want to learn anyway, which is your comment earlier on about lifelong learning. So we developed our own curriculum called Civilian Top Gun Rider Training, which is based on what law enforcement officers are trained to do before they are released to go out and ride solo on the street. And of course, their life depends on it. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yes. And many people's lives depend on it when they're out riding at lots of speed and big bikes. So the Civilian Top Gun Rider Training is a course that we developed that's for big bikes, heavy bikes, cruiser bagger style bikes where full lock turns and precision exercises are taught to the students so they can understand better how what their machine can do. And in so doing at slow speeds, they will become much more uh, competent and confident, which makes them by definition more skilled at higher speeds. Mm. That's one of the things. And doing that, just deciding to start a curriculum is a daring adventure. It's not what most people do. Most people stay with a curriculum that's tried and true. Right. And so that Helen Keller quote shows up a lot for me when we've also developed on the road course called Master Ride on Road Rider Training for those people that are nervous about getting out on the street and actually want to do that in a group setting with some observation and some instruction. And that particular course we hope to actually introduce this summer. 2015. Mm -hmm. We developed it right before the economic crash 2009 and 10, and it took us a while to kind of get back into, okay, what can we look at for expansion? So, you know, Helen's comments, and it always just is stunning to me, blind and deaf, and yet so vital, so alive, so challenging and challenged. I mean, what an amazing spirit that woman has oh, gosh, that yes. drove her through her circumstances. And that's the other thing. While it's not in the quote directly, for business owners, sometimes you can run into the bad thinking that your business is the circumstances you're in today. Mm-hmm. And in fact, your business is going to move forward according to what you anticipate and envision it will be doing in the future. Mm. And so you just I, periodically, I just have to kind of remind myself okay, these are just facts, or this is just a situation. What am I going to do next? How am I going to move from where I am to where I want to be? Because I certainly don't want to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's all fantastic. I love that. Would you share a story with me that instigated this passion for training people to be better riders? Was there a, I know you talked about your husband sitting down and saying, Colleen, I have this idea, let's talk about this. But Was there a pivotal moment in your life when you just went, oh, this is what I have to do? You know, I have to tell you, uh, Mark, that at the time my husband sat me down, I had been doing consulting work for 15 years and organizational development really, this is the secret, is getting people to do what management wants them to do without having them know that. (laughs) That really is what you're trying to do. And so there for many, many times and in difficult and challenging financial times when there's all kinds of pressures being laid to bear on the companies, the changes that were just deluging businesses mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, when Steve made the suggestion to me about, I think we could have a really good time doing this business and I think we could really, really establish ourselves as a premier school in Colorado because we know customer service, we know what people want, 
and we know that how to interact with people. And then he said, now don't decide right now. Don't say anything. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed as I was driving around, people that I saw on two wheels were very often smiling. I mean, like really smiling. <laughs> yes. Big grins. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were having fun. There mm-hmm. was a way that they were looking like... I am the cat's pajamas. This is the best thing since sliced bread. I can't believe I'm having this opportunity to get out here and drive on this motorcycle. And I started thinking, when's the last time you saw a room full of adults waiting for your facilitated session and they were all smiling? Excited, yeah. It had been a while. So Mm -hmm. that really had me recognize, okay, here are some the customers, the people that we will be serving want to have that feeling. I see why they want to have that feeling. I can see why they're having such a good time and their big grins. Wouldn't that be fun to deliver a service to people who want the service? Yes. Yeah. That was my aha moment. Perfect. I love it. Let's crawl under the hood a bit and talk about a challenge. I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you guys have faced along the way in building this program. But the most important part of it has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did you learn from it? Yeah, that's uh, okay. I'll rip the scabs off here. Sure. Um, <laughs> so we love you know, to do. I, <laughs> we do. Well, and that is really where we learn. We don't yeah. learn from our successes as much as we learn from our failures. Well, you know, we started in 2003. Business grew and grew, and we were recognized, and things were booming, and we were pretty much increasing by 50 to 75% a year in wow. numbers of students trained until. 2008, 2008, 2009. Yes. And that, of course, I mean, it brought a lot of people up short. We had, at that time, we had seven locations with 17 ranges. I mean, we were were extended Mm -hmm. financially and personally and emotionally. We were extended in delivering this. And in order for us to do a fallback, step back and say, okay, what is the most important thing that we want to maintain in order to move forward? Because we're not going to be doing the volumes we were doing before. And that was, that was sad to recognize that. that mm-hmm. It felt like we had lost something before we even had somehow surmounted that peak. But what that exploration and that self-discovery and those conversations that we had produced was the realization that we really had established ourselves as the price leader and the umbrella for quality and that the value added that we delivered for the training that we were providing was Mm -hmm. recognized by our customers. I wouldn't, I don't think, have recognized that had we not had that financial crash experience. That Mm. it wasn't just us, it was everybody experiencing it. I mean, you know, motorcycle dealerships closed, there were lots and lots of people who couldn't keep their bikes, people were losing their houses. I mean, it was a challenging time And the uncertainty and the wondering about where are we going to be tomorrow is really painful and can be debilitating for people who've never taken a risk that they decided to take the risk and that there was no guarantee. Yes. I mean, we knew there were no guarantees. Mm -hmm. We were, you know, we were going to be out there on our own making this thing happen. And so one of the things that kind of got us back on track was, having the conversation and recognizing we really have established the quality, you know, the the position for ourselves in the marketplace as the quality providers. That's where we want to be. Even if our volume goes down, we can adjust all the cost of goods stuff so that we suddenly emerge as such a clear leader 
with that quality delivery that we can expand beyond Colorado and that's when we started looking more aggressively for ways that we could in fact move beyond the borders of our state. Oh, awesome and scale the business. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Really great. I love that. So many golden nuggets there as we move through that. I've had so many guests that that time period, 2008, 9, 10, affected them so greatly and how they worked their way through that. You described it perfectly. Let's shift gears here, Colleen, and and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those aha moments. You talked about one earlier, but maybe you can either elaborate or there's something different. But I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea, a new idea or a new direction that you have. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I started recognizing at one point when we were really doing a lot of volume, I hired people to come in and take over the phones, answering the phones, answering questions, helping people get registered. You know, I had four people working in the office and I was sitting back to do what I thought presidents did, whatever that is. I don't know. You make, <laughs> make decisions, be strategic. Who knows what I was thinking? Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that I so missed the conversations with the customers. I so missed having those interactions, even though brief. There's a way to connect with people that doesn't take a long time. It's just being open to what they're saying and, and engaging, being willing to be yourself and be a little bit goofy and silly and, and let them know, yeah, I know what you mean. I get it. I understand. And what I started to see is that I missed having those conversations with those people that I saw, regardless of what their background was, regardless of what their educational background or, or what their profession was. Because, you know, motorcycling requires some money that is not necessary for living. You have to have some disposable income. Mm -hmm. And the people that I had been talking to, I could recognize were taking big bites out of life. Mm. No question about it. Those are the kind of folks I like to be with just in general in Mm -hmm. my, in my friendships, because they are usually more interested and curious about what you're moving toward rather than talking about what happened yesterday. And I like that. And there also is a certain anticipation that, you know, okay, if you can't do it, if you don't know how to do it yourself, you can find out who to ask. So the community of people that you look for starts becoming larger and populated by other people who are also taking big bites out of life. Mm. And so I recognized eventually after one season that I really wanted to be back on the phone and I would hire someone else to do the reports and a lot of that other stuff. And that's the place where I get my juice (laughs) is talking to people on the phone. I love that. And that's what I've kept. That's what I've held on to as the thing. It feeds me. It feeds my spirit. It feeds my heart. And when I go out to the ranges where the classes are underway and introduce myself to the students, you know, if it's really hot, I deliver popsicles. If it's a cold morning and there's, it's an advanced course and everybody rode their own bike in, I go over and bring them all coffee or some other hot beverage. It's a way for me to put a face with the voice if I've talked to them on the phone. But it's also a way for me as an extrovert and as someone that really is curious about people to have a few seconds with every one of those people that made their decision to come to T3RG and to thank them personally. And (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I can tell you do. Mm -hmm. How about proudest moments in your career? You've had a very long, successful career, but is there a moment in time that you can share with us that really stands out for you? You know, yeah, actually, I get teary-eyed when I think about it. When we're still at war and, you know, bless the men and women who are serving. I used to get a lot of phone calls from the theater of of battle Mm. and they would come in at all hours. Mm -hmm. 
So I would get a phone call from some, typically a man who was uh, serving abroad somewhere mm-hmm. that he couldn't tell me where he was. And he would say, you know, I found your information online. I'm, I've seen your website. I'm going to be back home in Colorado later at some point in time. I want to know if there's a chance that I could get into a class. Mm. And I, my stock answer to that was always, you tell me when you're going to be here. You get home safely. I will have a class for you, whether it's one student, just you, or a full class. Mm. You just get home safe and we'll make that happen. Yeah. Those were some of my proudest moments. Yes. I'm the daughter of two veterans. My dad was killed in action in Korea. I have a strong, proud belief that the people who are serving us should be served with our best efforts. Absolutely. So yes. That's probably my proudest moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It makes goosebumps in my arms as well. We just had Memorial Day weekend here as we're recording this, and uh, I've got veterans in my family as well. So, yes, bless mm-hmm. those folks that are serving for us overseas and, and here and their families. Very exactly. special people. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Can you okay. remember your very first really special vehicle and, and share a memory with us that you had with that car? Oh, gosh, yes. It was a light blue Volkswagen Bug. Um, the year was 1969. I bought it slightly used and paid $1,852 for it (laughs) over time. And it was fun and felt fast and had that wonderful little way back kind of sling in the, uh, underneath the window. Mm -hmm. I went camping in that. I rode, I drove across country in that a couple of times. I went to Mexico in that car. Um, it didn't have a sunroof and that's when I realized I will never again have a car that the top doesn't move. because (laughs) I wanted to have access to the sky at night or, you know, the sun. But what I loved about that car, I just love that car, is that it gave me a sense of freedom that I'd never felt. I mean, you know, I was, what was I? I was 19. So that was the first time that I had my own wheels, and they were wonderful wheels. And the car made this great little tick, 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 sound when it drove that no car has ever had since those are those valves there's those valves clinking together yeah (laughs) i love that car i absolutely love that car you know drive-ins and i drove that car from salt lake to Vail when i moved to Vail, and i had my dog in the car oh my gosh and i had uh uh-huh and i had skis and everything i owned was in that car wow that's probably one of the memories that seems so amazing now i look around my house and I think, how in the world did you ever travel and move as many times as you did in your early 20s? And you were able to pack everything in a Volkswagen. Well, book. there's something to be said for having a lot less baggage in life, isn't there? You yes. Know? yes, there is. It allows for freedom that, that some of us can't have these days with all the things we burden ourselves with. But yeah, bugs are wonderful. I had a Carmagia as a kid in high uh-huh. school. My sister had a blue 69 VW bug. So uh, yeah, they're uh-huh. special vehicles. How about cars that you've let go? Is there one that you wish you could have back in your garage? Is it that VW? Well, no, actually. I I had a, a pretty amazing car accident in 86. I was driving a Renault car, which was a wonder it had a wonderful I remember the whole those top yeah. opened up uh-huh. the whole top opened up and I was on my way driving from Vail to Boulder where I lived the car it, we were going through I was going through I was by myself going through Clear Creek Canyon the car skidded uh, over black ice 
and bounded over boulders and landed in the river on its wheels. Oh, and my gosh. Luckily, miraculously, I was fine. I didn't get hurt. The car was totaled. The car was just, there wasn't a straight piece of metal or an unbroken window on it. Wow. It isn't that I want that car back, but what I did after that, once I was no longer bruised, is I went down to a car dealership, and I got talked into, and I have to say, I wasn't myself completely, but I got talked into a Volvo Turbo sedan, black, with kind of a butter leather interior. The inside was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. It was so sexy. (laughs) And it went really, really fast. And the first time I drove it home, I had a, there was some kind of a deal where it was a weekend, you know, they were trying to sell me the the car, of course, and they said, you know, take it, take it home and bring it back. The old trick. Yeah. Like you're really going to bring it back. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, guess what? I drove it. I got it on the highway and I thought, oh my God, if I keep this car, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) And so I took it back. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I've ever had that strong a message that, my love for speed, which I do love to go fast, yeah. was not in my best interest. Not and with so, that car. <laughs> not with that car, because it was, I mean, it was Quick, really yeah, fast turbo. and it was a tank. So I took it back, and uh, they were stunned. <laughs> yeah, she actually <laughs> came back. <laughs> she actually came back. This is the first? <laughs> yeah, that was a difficult conversation for a little while. But yeah, anyway, that's yeah. that's the thing that I let go of, and it was kind of a... Yeah. Well, I learned a lesson. <laughs> it was good for me. How about current projects? Is there a project you guys are working on there right now that really has you excited and fired up? Yes, there is. One of the things that's happened over the last couple of years is we've gotten some international students. We've had people come to us from Mexico, Canada, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, China, Ghana, to take classes to learn to ride and to continue to go through all of our different series of classes. And one man actually licensed the rights to with us to you to teach the civilian Top Gun course in Saudi Arabia. Wow. So I'm really excited about the prospect of having other licensees around the world and around the States. So I have a gentleman coming in from China to go through some of our training who may be interested in doing something down the road. You know, it's, it takes time and it, you never know. Every country is different. Mm -hmm. Every population group is different, but the licensee, it's called Assure Top Civilian Top Gun Training in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Brilliant, brilliant, wonderful instructor. And he has trained probably 40 people in his first season. And their season now, I mean, now their weather, it's 125 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So their season is our winter. Yes. And that's really exciting as much because I like the feeling that we're populating the world with some safety writing tips and, and some course instruction that isn't currently available, but as much that I get to meet these amazing people. Yes. Really cool, interesting, different culture people. Yes. And that's wonderful. I love that. Well, kudos and congratulations because scaling a business like you have is, I can see it out there. And you think about China. Oh, my gosh, there's so many bikes on the road in China. And uh, from some of the things I watch on YouTube, many of them could learn how to drive a bike a little little (laughs) more carefully. No, no, definitely (laughs) wouldn't. Now, here's Uh a very introspective question for you, Colleen. If you were a car or even a motorcycle, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? Well... You know, I know you like to I go fast. Ask. You're fast, you know. <laughs> no, I, I do. But but the, in this case, I would be a 1956 white and red Chevy Coupe. 
Oh, really? And why is that? Oh, because I just love how they feel. Roll the windows (laughs) down, tuck and roll leather interior, bench seat, great radio. The window was big, both in the front and the back. I probably had some great memories riding around in those kind of cars when I was young, Mm -hmm. but I've never, um, nobody in my family ever owned that car. I just love seeing them. I like how they look. I like the lines. I like that it's two-tone color. I can just totally see myself. I'm kind of old school, but also, you know, it's like, it's like old, it's a little vintage and and looks like a star. That's why I like it. <laughs> Very cool. I see it. I see you right there coming down the road. I love it. Good. So Good. Colleen, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to our Cars Yeah sponsor. No more worries about a dead battery. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium-ion technology that'll start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle every time. It includes a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight, and it easily recharges with USB outlet so you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality, design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Colleen, we're back and we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some real quick, and I usually say blips, but I'll say twists of the wrists, Answers. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? It was from one of my uncles, and he said to me, Colleen, wake up when you're driving. This could be a weapon in your hands. Oh, yes. <laughs> very, very good advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Absolutely. It's persistence. No matter what's happening, the situation, the information, just listen, learn, pivot, and move forward. Mm, excellent advice. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think the old guys that have rebuilt and restored cars that meet for coffee in coffee shops and restaurants all over the United States are absolutely gems in the rough. Yes. They've got stories. They know how to work cars. They love cars. They're willing to help and generous with their advice. Those are the guys that I think everybody in every town should meet. Go find them. Definitely. I had the distinct pleasure of spending the weekend with Peter Brock and his wife, Gail. My wife, Jill, and I went over to Henderson uh, in Las Vegas, and I got to go to a Cars and Coffee with Peter Brock and a Daytona Coupe. How cool Mm. was that? The guy that designed the car. And when we got there, there was a lot of older guys, and of course, Peter draws a crowd. And just standing back and listening to him speak and all these old timers with hot rods and things, uh, was just a joy. So... Definitely learning from those folks that have been around and done it. Could you share a book with our listeners that you think they would really enjoy reading? Yes, and it doesn't have anything to do with with motors. It's uh, a book by Michael Murphy, who is the co-founder of Esalen, and it's called Golf in the Kingdom. Hmm. And it's a book about both the technique of golfing and the fact that golfing can be a spiritual experience because you really are competing with yourself. So there's one part of it that's all about the sport. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of it that is about this really elusive wisdom that it isn't about what we're doing, it's how we're being. 
Mm. that makes the difference. It makes a difference about where the ball lands. It makes a difference about where our lives go. It makes a difference about how satisfying our relationships are. It's how we're being in those moments when we're supposed to connect with the ball or connect with the person. And that book had a profound effect on me when I read it in, I think, probably the 70s. And I just think whether you like golf or not, it's a great book. It sounds fantastic. It reminds me a bit of the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Yes. In a yes. sense, yes. Uh-huh. Well, we'll definitely add that to the Cars yeah library. It's the first time that book's been recommended. And listeners, you can find links to all these great resources at carsyeah.com slash Colleen Boyle. And Colleen's last name is B-O-Y-L-E. All right, Colleen, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost today because I'll buy you anything that's out there. What would that one vehicle be and why? You know, the, the, the little caveat you put in there about you'd buy me anything I want, it would be an Alfa Romeo. Ooh, okay. It would be an Alfa Romeo, not, what did, my husband had that when he met, when we met, and oh my God, I love that car. Was it a I 60s it. car or 50s car? Or? No, no, it was older than that. Oh. I think it was a Spider. Um, Maybe a Giulietta? That might be. It had red, maroony red leather seats and it had a hard top as well as a convertible top and that also had a sound that i just loved how that car sounded so it would be that the old an old alfa romeo alfa romeo yes Uh well this yeah the sounds those old cars make and they're just beautiful lines on those cars had many guests here on cars yeah that love alphas i love alphas as well and they do sound fantastic all right well we'll have you uh, email the the exact model you want so i can make sure i can get that delivered to your garage <laughs> red leather i'm making notes here red leather seats you want red leather seats okay yep, we'll make sure yep. we can get that together for you colleen you have taken me on a great ride today i knew you would i've really enjoyed your stories and i want to thank you for sharing this great journey of teaching people to think differently about writing and be safer writers. It's so important. And one thing that you mentioned to me in our pre-show chat was it also helps them be better drivers of their cars, more aware that there are bikes out there and something that uh, I have to remind myself of quite often as well. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your Alfa Romeo? Hmm. Yes, I would just say that before you turn in an intersection, that you take one last look to see if there might be a motorcycle coming at you in that intersection. Uh, Yes. It's just that one moment, that one extra second, it won't take up a lot of time in your life, and motorcyclists have been hurt and killed so many times because cars just pull out in front of them, and then they later say, I didn't even see them. Well, it's because they weren't looking to see a motorcycle. So we can say, look for motorcycles, but just that one time in that one place in an intersection when you're getting ready to turn left stop take a breath look up and make sure there's not a motorcycle coming at you please do and we're we're recording this right now as summer is coming upon us and although these shows are evergreen at the cars yeah website and itunes and stitcher radio gosh there's going to be a lot more bikes out on the road please pay attention look for those riders uh it just takes an instant to change their life and your life so great advice What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? If they go to our website, t3rg.com, and those three T's stand for training, technology, and talent. Mm. So we're training writer groups, T3 
T3RG.com. There's also a website about our competition, which we do annually as a our fundraiser for veterans called CivilianTopGun.com. And by all means, have a look. You can reach me from either one of those websites. And we would love to have you come to Colorado, take a ride, get to know us a little bit. That sounds like fun. Listeners, again, you can find links to everything Colleen has been so kind to share with us today at CarsYad.com. Just put Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, in the search bar, and her show notes page will pop right up. Colleen, thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It's been great. I've really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.